Hello guys, welcome back to the Beyond the Strategy podcast hosted by your very own girl, Patty the Strategist. Now on this podcast, we are talking about entrepreneurship, the thing that throws you out to the wolves. <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know what I'm referring to, such a ghetto <laughs> decision to make, but I will not have it any other way. Now, let me take you through my journey and how I got into full-time entrepreneurship. A little backstory. In uni, I always used to say that, no, I'm not an entrepreneurship person. I'm not a business person. In fact, I hated the concept of sales. And so if you're listening to this and you feel the same way, I want you to know that Selling is a skill that can be built. The more you do it, the better you become at it. So open your mind to the possible things that can happen. Nothing is really permanent, really, right? So here I was telling myself that I was not born to be an entrepreneur. You know, I was born to help people push their business. I was born to support people. And here I am, years later, running businesses. In fact, here I am, years later, helping businesses make money do you get the ripple effect of that i'm not only generating revenue in my business i'm helping other business owners generate revenue in this so my first venture or my first business started as a passion project um, people loved my style people loved the things that i make and i wear i'll go to town find you know great fabrics um find a style you know a very nice trendy style and then have my seamstress in labadi sew it for me and it looked really great and i got people asking and then i started making clothes for people styling people so style mility is coming back soon get your money's ready <laughs> um so fast forward when i quit my job in my mind i was going to go to fashion school and then start that but God had a bigger plan. You may not have been listening to this podcast if I went fully into passion. So we thank God for his grace <laughs> and his direction um, in this journey. Um, Party the strategist kicked in fully when I had to pivot uh, because there was the COVID lockdown. People were not making clothes and then I started. So I launched officially on 15th of July, 2020. And I started putting out content. So I had learned that as a personal brand that's trying to monetize your knowledge, you needed to, you know, sell your expertise, build authority, build influence before you can start taking money. So from July, August, um, September, I was churning out content. Now, prior to September, I had one of my friends, Heavily Oasis, you know, send a client my way, which is a mother care brand who needed social media management um now backstory that reminds me before i left the agency i had I, I randomly visited a salon that was operating 24-hour service around adrigano and i love the service so much i checked their social media checked their socials and i didn't see much so one day i went to find the owner i was like i really want to help you build your social media presence and I actually found out that we went to the, we're going to the same church, which is Maker's House Chapel. So um, 
I would say that my entrepreneurship journey started from there, even though I was not taking money from hair. It was something, you know, beauty hair, all those things, nails were things I was interested in. So I was using that to build myself. So when the mother care brand came, it was quite a new terrain, but I needed money. So I said, let's do this. <laughs> Um, that was a learning curve for me, but I learned so much from that experience. I undercharged first of all because for a mother care brand, they have a lot of products, like loads of products, more than a hundred different brands that they are restocking. They are, you know, they are stocking, they are retailing. So it meant that it was it was consuming so much of my time. And as a social media manager, I was taking product pictures. I was taking videos, I was the one putting together the content plan. I was literally doing everything. And I, I wasn't even getting enough sleep <laughs> because the mother care um, space was also something that was new to me. So I had to learn about, you know, childbirth, some of these products. By the time I finished researching on one product and communicate its value, it's morning and I'm posting and then we go again. So it was such a tedious task i went back to the client and i was like you know what the pricing is not working for me i would have to raise the price um and deep down i knew i want i didn't want to do that job anymore because um it was also affecting the quality of content and how consistent i was showing up on my page which um directly affects my visibility so i was very happy when the client said she you know she didn't um, she couldn't afford my new rate it was it was it wasn't going to work for her i said okay cool thank you i'll see you bye <laughs> and um now one thing that brand did for me was exposure to how much um smes can make you know i was used to working with big budgets from the multinational brands because uh, 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 an experiential budget alone for let's say brand a which is a multinational brand can be like 200,000. That's just their marketing budget for that particular campaign. Um, so, but I, I, you know, a lot of these Instagram businesses, you think that they don't have money. They have money. <laughs> we make a lot of money on Instagram. So if you're here, you're thinking you don't respect these Instagram businesses, start respecting them because you're gonna, they are making money. So this lady sent me her stock list and the stock list came with prices right so she had the summation of everything the worth of everything in her store and that opened my mind to the possibility of what other businesses could make in that industry and that was a side business okay um so push that aside i started focusing solely on party the strategist and that was the time i told myself that i won't ever do social media management again so if you reach out to me and you say oh I, I i need you to manage my page no dear i'll not do it maybe in the future we will consider running an agency for that but for now habibi no <laughs> um so i launched my very first product in september which is called five days of strategy now, let me tell you the cocoa of the matter. I did t-shirts, you know, creating anticipation with the name of the service, with the dates I was, you know, taking registration, did videos. Hey, 21st September came and nobody but nobody registered. At that time, it was 600 CDs. I was like, wow, 
nobody i was so sad i was so sad because i needed money to survive right oh and let me also say that the money i got from the social media client uh, is what i used to buy my very first swivel chair so i had the desk already but i didn't mm. have a chair so when i got money from the mother care brand i used to buy my chain which is the chair i'm currently using now so nobody signed up for this product oh my dear so all the victories you are seeing now and <laughs> there were low times <laughs> there were low seasons where nobody was minding me they're like who is this girl um also because Ghanaians were not really used to um services like that and all of that um the, those who were used to it preferred nigerian coaches because i mean they had been doing it for years and they had proof of results and all of that so i don't really blame them um then i came up with a plan right and it's probably the holy spirit that gave me that plan because they i was really going through it during that time um so i said i was going to do a giveaway I was giving away three slots three free slots for the five days of strategy and we're going to do virtual one-on-one -on -one sessions where i tell you what to do to grow your business so that um when i did the post five people in fact six people submitted their names one of them when i called she didn't answer the phone she didn't call me back so i said okay then out of the five um three stayed to the end right out of those three one person said this is so much value that you've given to me for free so i'm sending you a gift so this gift was a box of pastries and i loved the pastries so i said oh i'm gonna order the same thing um for myself so i reached out to the vendor i was like oh um so this was beyond flour um i reached out to her i was like i really love the pastries i want to order some and she was like oh the lady who ordered for you actually said a lot of awesome things about you and i need you to also help my business so how do i pay for the five days of strategy so that's how i made my first sunday cities as part of the strategies so akushia shout out to you you were my first official client if you are listening to this you are my first official client as a marketing strategist and then from there you know i had testimonials from the people i did the free stuff for and um, well some of them fell off the wagon which is also why i don't do a lot of free one-on-one -on -one consultations because a lot of times when people are not investing money into things they don't um really take it seriously just a few people will take it seriously so now i had a few testimonials this was in september then fast forward to january i did my very first physical workshop i had eight people sign up <laughs> and out of that eight um it was a struggle getting that eight i gave some of the seats out for free i gave some at half price i gave some installments payments you know people had to pay after the boot camp you know but i pushed through to make it happen um because i needed people to see what i could do so there i also got you know great testimonials and then the, the clients started trooping in then somewhere in april i decided to launch my very first masterclass, my first online masterclass about content strategy 
now that product changed so many things about my business and i'm going to tell you now when i launched the product you know did really nice videos graphics did the photo shoots everything so at this point i had made small money so i could afford to hire a photographer you know videographer graphic designer small and things um so i did a proper launch strategy and then when the products launched people were not really signing up you know it's like i said still new to the market then one night i was going to bed so i just sat at the um, edge of my bed and i said hmm god I've not paid my tithe in a while right and this is how much I want to make from this product I wanted to make my first 10k from this product I had never seen 10k as a business owner owner before so it was a huge milestone for me that I wanted to cross so if you give me the number of people I need to sign up for me to get this 10k I'm going to pay my tithe from that 10% and then i'll start being consistent with my tithe ever since like from there cool i said the simple prayer and then i went to bed when i went to bed i had a dream <laughs> and in my dream i saw my pastor dr michael Widin Yamiche, telling me that use the 10 percent for the children's ministry it was that simple use the 10 percent for the children's ministry it's like I never dream and write the dreams down but when i woke up i had the urge to write it down write the dates and even the time so i spoke to one of my friends who was big on giving at that time and she was like i, I was like i really do not know if there's even a children's ministry in my church because i go to church and i come back home i'm not active i'm not trying to find things out and she said go and find it out before the money comes because this there's a tricky thing with money um if you wait until the money comes the money will find things to do with itself so go and find the children's ministry and even devise a plan before the money comes i was like okay and come to think of it that's actually was a step of faith um so i i texted one of my friends who is actually very active in the church a call and the call says oh yeah there's a children's ministry in maker's house however um they usually do not take money um they if you want to give usually maybe you buy sweets you buy snacks if it's your birthday you get a cake and you cut it with them and in my head i said no the amounts because remember i wanted to make 10k so 10 percent of 10k was a thousand cities how much sweets are you going to buy with you know like that's a lot of sweets for kids so um i said no i don't think that's 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 not the direction that i got so I said, okay, when the money comes, I'll let you know. So you, we find a way around it. Then the next Sunday, I go to church. At that time, I was living somewhere very remote. Getting an Uber to church was a struggle. Daddy, I really struggled. I almost didn't go to church. But I finally got a ride and I got to church. So I was so late that I was sitting at the very last, the last row of seats. Dr. Michael Boydin Yamicha was preaching. After he preached, they took the offering. And then he, he goes like, if you brought your tithe and the seed for your children's ministry, bring it forward. Imagine 
like my jaw literally dropped like what does this man mean by <laughs> if you bore your seed for the children's ministry i was like what's going on so something kept saying go and speak to the man of god Gwen. So i said no and if you know me i'm highly introverted it is this role that is making me put myself out there i kept getting the prompting to go and speak to my pastor and knowing me i'm a very introverted person i don't like <laughs> so if you are listening and you don't you don't understand tree i don't like having to force myself on people honestly i don't know how i got to the front of the auditorium and um i was the last person he spoke to so I, I i went to him and i was like papa i have a i had a dream and then in my dream um this is what you told me um i've heard of children's ministry just twice the first one was in my dream the second time is today as you were closing the service and even he he was shocked he kept saying wow the spirit of god is one wow the spirit of god is one and he was like you were not in church last week sunday i said no i was not and he was like okay we announced it in church last sunday and um, so for things like this no amount is too big or too small so um you can give um any amount that you feel you can i was teary like i was literally crying and it was during the post-covid era so you wear you have to wear your nose mask to work so you could see my eyes and i was like hey um at all so in that's three and it, that means like you are shocked right i was like yeah i'm really shocked so i was in so much of a hurry to get home because i needed to know when i had this dream right so i get home i rush straight to my bedside cabinet to pick the journal that i wrote the dream in and guess what the same sunday that i missed the service that they announced this children's ministry seed in church i had a dream sunday night into monday so because i missed church god entered my dream now i also believe that i was supposed to miss church because at that time i was not big on sowing seeds and you know um giving in church and all of that i'll just give my offering sometimes pay my tithe and go home so if they had said that i wouldn't have felt led to give to the children's ministry so i th i feel like i was divinely orchestrated to miss church that sunday that day i sat on my carpet and i cried because that was the evidence that god could hear me that was my very first evidence that god could hear me and he used he used somebody that um was a spiritual figure in my life to to speak back to me because if god had spoken to me in another format i would say that no it's my mind that was talk playing with me and i'll think about all the ways that i was cash trapped so i found the money um went to make the payments like i went to sow the seed the next sunday in anticipation of the good things that he had told me he was going to do which was helping me achieve my target so one day randomly i was in the bathroom and then i got the idea on how to to do some to do an audit um, a social media audit for some brands like in fact the brands that followed me about 80 people um submitted their handles for the audits out of that 80 about 50 or 60 people bought the class registered for the class and that's how i made my first 10k it was by divine 
intervention i had <laughs> learned how to launch i had done things but if i didn't get that prompting first of all if i didn't tie my revenue into a kingdom agenda i wouldn't have gotten the direction on what to do specifically to get people to sign up so my first thing came in fact my first lump sum of money was not by my mind or by my strength so that's my friend from this things started going you know uphill from there more testimonials more clients wanting one-on-ones you know more clients wanting me to coach them it was an amazing experience from there um there were also like major challenges um through the journey there were times that i literally could not even buy my monthly internet to do a coaching call with a client things have been hard before in one of these episodes i'm going to take you through the ghetto of entrepreneurship um so that's basically how my journey has been two years later in fact um my next boot camp which had six eight signups in 2021 um i had in 2021 i had eight people sign up in 2022 i had 16 people sign up now guess what in 2023 32 people sign up do you get the math everything was doubling everything was doubling and 2023 was one of my easiest um years of selling this particular workshop because if you know or you've heard of the business strategy launch pad it's quite on the high side and i usually have to struggle to get people to sign up but this year i did not struggle at all like the seats were booked like that's my very first sold out i've been waiting so long to say we are fully booked we are sold out and it was so fulfilling and um, not just um the fact that i could see sold out but the kind of people who were in the room and got the impact that they got in that room was amazing so it's been quite a journey the highs the lows the in-betweens the times that i questioned my decision to do this the times where i felt like you know what let me just go and apply for a job and just forget this thing you know the times where i didn't know when the next you know revenue is going to come from to pay the next bill it's been a tough journey but we are pushing through that's what entrepreneurship is like you're not only solving problems for your clients you're solving problems in your life and the lives of your employees so keep pushing nothing really comes easily um so i'm going to take a few questions from the ground and then we wrap up this episode let's go right into the questions first question um favorite part of your journey so far favorite part of my journey so far i have a lot of favorite parts um one of my first favorites was making my first ten thousand cities it was a, a major highlight for me and also how the money came into being major major highlight second thing second favorite which usually happens often is when a client comes back to me and says patty what you said is true it worked i made x amount of money i made this i've been able to pay for this i love it i love it another favorite is paystack notifications i love i love paystack notifications so please i'm begging you buy my products so that i can be happy 
<laughs> and pay salaries i beg <laughs> um another favorite was the business and financial times feature like i mean the newspapers daddy i've made it <laughs> yeah uh those are just a few of my favorites there are like lots and lots of lo lots of favorites next question is if i could do this all over again what would i change to be honest i won't change anything um i used to be embarrassed about my mistakes but I'm, I've, I've, I've learned to embrace my mistakes because a lot of my mistakes um, are learning curves that helps me push these business owners that I work with. So every mistake that I've made has helped me make a better um, strategy plan or has helped me help take somebody out of it. A lot of things when you've not experienced it you don't really understand the depth or the impact sometimes you need to go through it to understand that i need you to not make the same mistake that i made so i won't change anything it is part of who i am now are you happy okay then another question is did you have doubters and naysayers yes i did I did have doubters and naysayers. Now, one of the things that helped me was I was not hearing these doubters and naysayers because they didn't have access to me. That's the first thing. So that's one major advice I'm going to give you. Sometimes you are, the journey you are on only makes sense to you. So these doubters and naysayers don't necessarily hate you or anything. They just don't get it. so it's up to you to guard your space guard what comes into your ears guard what you read guard what you listen to guard who you allow into your space do you get what i mean so um i think i only heard of one where my friend told me and he waited he waited until like i i had had some major wins before he told me that this particular person from the agency when you launched your very first product was like you people should go and advise this girl because nobody will buy her products and i'm like are you god <laughs> like how do you as a human being be so sure that nobody would buy it i was like i'm really glad you didn't tell me then i'm glad that you are telling me now and also saved us full well for me to keep doing what I do. So the naysayers and the doubters, thank you so much for doubting me. Look where we are now. <laughs> um, second thing about naysayers and doubt doubters is during my incubation period, um, so many things happened. Um, so many things happened. So many things um, shifted in my mindset. So when i came out and i started party the strategist i was not looking for external validation anymore i was not i was not waiting for people to tell me that oh thumbs up you are doing a good job because i had built confidence in what i knew and i knew that i could provide results so their utterances didn't really make a difference to me because i was not seeking their validation 
so it was just an icing on the cake if you come to me and say oh i'm so proud of you yay but i was not looking forward to it it makes me happy if you tell me that but i was not hungry to hear people say yay keep going so it's the same with the naysayers it didn't really make any difference i'm like this is what i'm doing and i'm going to keep doing it even if i fail several times i'm going to keep doing it we good okay um and the, the final question what moments did you think why did i quit i have had a lot i have had a lot in fact just october 2022 i had one of those moments like uh but what keeps me going is the fact that if i decide to quit who is going to take these women these men whose businesses i'm helping grow to the promised land <laughs> right so um i've come to understand and embrace the fact that the fact that you are hopeful the fact that you believe things will work up work out does not mean that you're not going to experience challenges every single thing comes with challenges be it business be it relationships um whether platonic or romantic relationships even your siblings you and your siblings have issues you and your mom would have you know it's human nature challenges are part of life so embrace that um brace yourself for the wahala and you are going to be fine last question would i consider getting a 95 not as a full-time job but as a consultant which means that it's not going to be a 95 i come as and when i want um you probably have to have a, a whole marketing department that is doing execution i do top level strategy i monitor your work monitor results analytics all of that but i do not think that i want to go into a nine-to-five however if god shows up next week and says that my darling girl i'm taking you to netflix worldwide as the marketing manager i will humbly take that call because of course netflix will pay well <laughs> so that i don't have to go through the stress um of entrepreneurship but currently in the phase that i'm in now i do not see myself taking a nine to five my shadow is too tight for me to accommodate that so to wrap it up my darlings <laughs> um, i'm going to leave a few pointers for you um as an entrepreneur the first one is make sure you are solving a problem for your customers your target customers that's the basics of running a business now solutions provide results results provide happy clients happy clients provide confidence and the confidence gives you the room to keep doing it and that's how you make money when this is happening it makes it a little bit easier do you get what i mean so invest so much time in providing solutions invest so much time in improving on your craft so that you can keep providing solutions for your customers the second thing i'm going to leave with you is people will call you what you call yourself right i started calling myself party the strategist and now everybody including my friends see me and say party the strategist like there's some weight <laughs> that comes with how they call me because i started calling myself that right um i started calling myself doctor strategy and now everybody calls me 
almost everybody calls me Dr. Strategy. I started calling myself the badass marketing strategist and everybody sees me and says, oh, the badass marketing strategist. So you first need to believe in yourself and call yourself what you want people to call you. Don't wait for people to clap for you. Clap for yourself and the, those who are looking on would clap for you. It's reverse psychology. Try it and come and give me your testimony. <laughs> Um, the third thing is follow who no road, right? Um, entrepreneurship can be muddy waters. It can be messy. So it's always ideal that you find somebody who has the knowledge in what you are seeking to do. If you have to pay to get access, please, please pay and get access. It saves you like half of the stress that you go through. Somebody has already figured it out on your behalf. Avoid the mistakes they already made and get things rolling. So apart from the money you are going to put aside for capital, put money aside for the experts who already know um, what's going to work and what's not going to work. All right. Now, the fourth thing is find yourself in communities that are full of like-minded people. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite communities is the Inner Circle by Michael Lawson and Nanel Foriata. That's one month thousand. That community has been a solid um, support system for me. Um, they're constantly pouring into us. Like there's so much to learn in that group. It's pure love vibes and just us ranting when we need to rant. Now, the final thing, which is also the most important, is to put God at the core of your business. Now, here's my theory. Um, you are looking to serve consumers, right? These consumers are humans. Who created the humans? He understands how we think. He understands our consumer behavior. He understands what we will even become in a year or two. So who is the best person to tell you how to innovate? which solutions to provide, how to reach these people. He's the top guy, chief strategist, that's him. So focus your business on him, tie your purpose into him, and he'll show you the way. I hope you really, really, really enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. I'm looking to hear from you. Um, share this with anybody you feel needs help, somebody who you feel needs to hear this conversation, somebody who needs to be inspired. Okay, people. So this brings us to the end of another episode on Beyond the Strategy podcast. My name is Patty the Strategist. Don't forget you are badass. Peace and love.